you know I had to do it. I had to use that <laughs> clip. I had to use the clip because, and, and then you're late okay. today, but you know what? You're here and I'm glad to have you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen from Windows Central, Mr. Jez Corden, uh, welcome. Welcome to Games Talk. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, sorry, sorry I've made everyone late. It just seems to be my thing, I think. I, I make my own <laughs> podcast late. I make other people's podcasts late. I'm, I make meetings late at work, so it just seems to be my thing, apparently. don't mean to do it, but alas, we got yeah. there in the end. Right? You know, it, it, it happens. Welcome to the show. It's been a long time coming. I've wanted you on the show last year, and you told me basically you couldn't do it, and then... Uh, this, this time I was shocked. I, I asked you the other day and you were like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, awesome. Let's do this. Um, before we get started, I want to just give a shout out to all my awesome supporters out there. Uh, th I want to thank everybody who watches and listens to the show every week. I appreciate you guys so much. Even those of you that just, you know, casually stroll in here for a little bit of time and, and, and bounce. I appreciate you guys, but these people here are uh, have been supporting me. I mean, some of some of them since day one. It's pretty great. I've got Tony Disney, Spartan P four fifty one, Stormwalker four, Smitty Smith, the Ancient Gamer, Assassin Lupa, Vite Wolf, Lord Star Killer, Yodani Quesada, Mass Erect, Game on Daily, Hargeet Chani, B Martin, Radimus Cisco, Boba Fett Gaming, Dark CMF, Patrick Elk Dude. Topaz Girl, Delilah HD, Kung Fu Hot Dog, Danny Passion Official, Biff Rinaldi, and thank you for joining today, Mr. Peavy1973. I appreciate all of you guys. Thanks for being a great, great supporter of the show. I appreciate you. Um, oh, and Legendary Drops. They just became a supporter as well. I appreciate you, Ian. Appreciate that. Um, now let's get back to you uh, because you're the man of the hour here. Uh, what have you been doing lately? What you been playing? What you been up to? Man, I just I'm addicted to World of Warcraft again at the minute. Oh, like I, I don't know I don't know what's happened to the game, but like since Mikey Barra has been back at Blizzard, because Mikey Barra like obviously used to be at Xbox, uh, uh, vice president of platform, if I remember correctly. Um, so Mikey Barra used to be at Xbox. Everyone famously knows xbox quick or now just quick on uh, twitter and um he joined blizzard um a couple of couple of years ago maybe like two or three years ago now at this point maybe a little longer time time is an abstract concept to me these days but he um quickly ascended the ranks and now he runs the whole show and uh obviously mike mike is uh, addicted to world of warcraft as me and oh, this past expansion, yeah, he is. Like, if you go on Xbox Live, all he does is play Warcraft. So, you know, that was me um, when it first dropped. The game, I was addicted. Yeah. When I tell you, I was addicted to that game. It got so bad, it almost put me through a divorce. Oh, my God. It was that bad. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it, put me it was one of those. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I, I got the excuse that it's, like, you know, part of my job to write about this game now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, but I... Is the the game's been declining for years and years and years, but this past expansion, I don't know what it is, man, but it's they've nailed everything. Like it just it feels like a fan's expansion. And uh I kinda I can't help but wonder if Mikey Burrows had a lot to do with the, the the new direction of the company and stuff. So yeah, I've been that's pretty much all I've been playing. I I my Xbox is cold. I ain't touched it for ages. Because <laughs> yeah. of Dragonfly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, you know what? I, I understand 
the addiction of World of Warcraft. And if it's back to kind of the way it was, man, that's bad. That's bad. Stay away. Stay away, people. If you have not gotten involved in that game, (laughs) oh, man, stay away. Um, I want to say first, uh, before the show even started, my good friend Brigadier's Blue dropped a $5 super chat. He said, GTL time, baby. I actually have time to watch live tonight. Excited for this week's episode with Jez. So thank you very much for that. Uh, I got a uh, super chat here also from Hargeet. Hargeet says, can't wait for five questions with Jez. Yeah, I can't wait for that either, Jez. That'll be interesting. Um, Appreciate you, Hargeet. Uh, Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, okay, I'll I'll just get, get through these. Uh, Georgie, thank you for the $2 super chat. He says, ask Jez about Remedy, Microsoft. Why never uh, Quantum Break 2 greenlit? Why wasn't it ever greenlit? Oh, man. I I saw you asking about that today on Twitter. You said you want a Quantum Break 2, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly why it wasn't greenlit. I'm guessing it's purely a case of the sales of the first game. A Microsoft kind of almost has this annoying kind of mentality where it's like sales judge, they judge everything by sales, which is like, I don't know if it's a smart thing to do, but for me, there was just so much potential in quantum break that I would have looked, if it was me, I would have looked at quantum break one and thought like, okay, what can we do better here? Because it's quite clear the franchise has something. I really feel like remedy made something special. Yeah. And yeah, there was flaws and part of the flaws of it was, you know the the fact it was running on xbox one <laughs> um that but the, there was something there was something special there and in the universe they created and to just to just cast all that aside i think he's just it's just dumb frankly i would have gone i would have gone in for quantum break 2 i would have like applied feedback and you know read the reviews i wouldn't have just abandoned everything they'd done microsoft does this over and over again it really bugs me it's like if i if i was like I was Matt Booty or whatever, that's the one thing I would do differently, like de- definitively, is like try and build IP up. Don't just abandon them after one game. It's you know? true. It's true. We have Rise. We have Quantum Break. We have, uh, you know, there's there's other games out there. I can't think of it right Even now. But Recore. Recore. Uh, Quantum Break, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of Remedy. I'm not a fan of their games. Um, I I find them rather boring. And Quantum Break, it, I mean, it has its moments, but for the most part, it's just a game I didn't care for. Um, That's fair enough. But uh, it's not for everyone. No, no, but but it seems like all their games are kind of the same in that way, where it's like you know, you've got to do a lot of reading for the story, you know, in the game, like notes and stuff to pick up on things, and I don't know. I don't know about most people out there, but I'd rather not read the story within games. You know, I I like to be told the story. I like to see it play out and that sort of thing. I guess that's why I have such a love for a lot of Sony games because they kind of play. Quantum Bright gave you a whole ass TV show. It didn't make you read it, did it? Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> that that's true. Yeah, they they did have a a whole TV show, but I I don't want to go to a TV show. I, I, I want to see it all play out within games. You just said you like Sony games. <laughs> oh, zinger, zinger. I, 
Yeah. It's a joke. No. Just a joke. Yes, it's a joke, people. It's a joke. Uh, the Magna <laughs> Angel Mom, thank you for the uh, $5. She says, Jez, did you get Colt on World of Warcraft? Great to have Fonz this week. Uh, not yet. Uh, we we joked about it on his show. Like, um, I found out that Gaz used to play as well. It feels like everyone's had a dabble with, with Warcraft at some point, you know. Um, yep. But I, I think Colt would like it. Hey, I get Colt playing, might. you know. A little too much, like maybe. Uh, legendary drops thank you for the five dollars he says world of warcraft dragonflight embraces casual players blizzard is finally listening to their players would you agree with that mm. they're listening this yeah there's like something for everything in this expansion there's like you don't you don't have to treat it like a job anymore like in in, in the previous expansion it was like you had to log in and you had to sort of keep up with everyone when it came to the whole covenant system that everyone hated and I won't go into too much depth, but previous expansions were like, yeah, there's, there's a there's a, almost like a job element here. But this is like all the grinding stuff is is almost completely optional. You can't yeah. just log on and play for a couple of hours a week and just do do your dungeons and stuff. And you could still find like meaning meaningful progression for your character. So it's really good. Like a lot of the grinding revolves around fun stuff like cosmetics or professions, and not necessarily you need to do this like that doesn't sound like the world of warcraft of old because i remember when i played our guild used to have times that you had to raid and if you couldn't or, or practice these raids and they would be six hour blocks easy and if you yes. couldn't make it guess what you didn't raid yep. and yeah that's yeah. what it used to be like yeah these, these days like people people do pickup groups for raids you know the there's like a LFG tool where you can put an ad for you like we're we're gonna raid today, so you don't even really need a guild to raid normal modes these mm -hmm. days. It's like difficulty levels for the raids. If you're raiding like mythic level, then yeah, you probably are like looking at the six hour blocks of practice and stuff. But that's like that's like their difficulty for the hardcore, the hardest of the. Can you not hear me? Can you hear us? Can you Can hear, you hear us? me? Is it Thanks, back? Dude. I don't know why it would mute itself, but hopefully it's Weird. back. It how long was it? Head. How long was it out? No idea. Mm. All right. Well, hopefully it's back. Okay, it's back. Everybody says it's back. Thank goodness. All right. Somebody said since yesterday. So has, <laughs> has this audio been muted this whole time? Don't tell me that. Not. One minute, a few minutes. Okay. One minute. Okay. All right. 
All right. So, okay, 30, 45 seconds, two minutes. It doesn't matter. He's here now. We were talking about World of Warcraft anyways. That's that's basically what we were talking about. But let's get into something that I want to play with you here, Jez, of course. That is my little game show that I do here called Five Questions. Five Questions. <laughs> All right, Jez. This is awesome. Welcome to Five Questions. I do this for my first-time guests here. I used to do it every time, even a returning guest, but it gets a bit much when you have to hunt for different trivia questions, and it, it, it gets to be a lot. Anyways, yeah. I've got a <laughs> question for you, but I'm going to play some music in the background. Now, these are five trivia questions. One, uh, four of these are going to be just basic trivia questions. One of them is going to be, um, well, it, it, it could be, uh, you know, an opinion here, you know, but... I have the power as host to say whether it's wrong or right. So that'll be the last question. <laughs> the first question is, name the short-lived online game show that was on the Xbox 360. One versus 100, right? Correct. One versus 100. That is correct. Which wasn't no. available in the UK, I believe, unless I'm completely wrong about that. Really? Oh, I didn't well, know I, only, I only discovered what it was like if, if, a couple of years ago. So wow. I was like, oh, did we ever have this? So I'm not even sure if we had it, but maybe we did. And I just completely passed maybe. me by. Number two, Blast Core was an action game released on the N64 in 1997. Can you tell me the developer behind that game? Oh, man. It Blast wasn't, Core. It wasn't pandemic studios was it the mercenaries dev probably wasn't no that is wrong and for some reason my buzzer's not working i don't know why but it's not working <laughs> darn it it's not wrong then. there it is so oh, late damn it anyways uh it is actually rare people rare made blast core oh yeah yeah oh, rare made that game what year did the phenomenon Pokemon Go release? Pokemon Ooh. Go on smartphones everywhere. It, when did it release? What 2016? year? Correct. He got it. 2016. That was it. <laughs> now, here's one that you may know. Number four is, what is the most played class in World of Warcraft? Ooh. This is universal, by the way. In the EU... America's everywhere. This is the most class played. Is it rogue? No, 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 it's not rogue. No. <laughs> Take a second I guess. Second guess. This is hard. Oh. Who could it be? It's not paladin. It's not priest. Is it warrior? No, I'm sorry. It's actually hunter. Hunter. Oh yeah. Hunter course. is yeah, the most played. Now for this question, uh, this uh, it's real quick. Alliance or horde? Horde. Correct, sir. <laughs> so you didn't do too bad today. Didn't do too bad. Um, Asa from Game On Daily didn't do good at all in this game. Man, I bet you he wants to return and 
get justice for what oh, happened dear. to him. But thank you for playing the game with me. I like doing that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should do you should do a whole show like that. Yeah, it would it, it would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Have, have, you should, have, I would love that. That would be awesome. Have a big, yeah. Have even, all kinds of different even questions. Even like have once a month. Players. Yeah, have different bring, bring players. Bring it back one versus one hundred, and, and do it yourself. <laughs> Since Microsoft won't do you it, you know what? Us. That's a pretty good idea. We could have community members actually. You yeah. know, do that would be awesome. Go against each other. I'd like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, anyway, uh, let's get into our first topic here. Um, now, uh, I got to ask you about something. We're going to talk about the developer direct with Xbox, but when you heard about the story or when you heard that it was going to be on the 25th, you heard when it was going to drop, how do you as a journalist, because of course you're managing editor there at Windows Central, how do you know when to like go with something, go with a story, go with a scoop um, and not really kind of feel like you're uh, overstepping a bit, maybe taking uh, the wind out of somebody's sails like Microsoft. Maybe they put in a hard, you know, they put in a, a lot of hard work to try to get these things together. And then sometimes a lot of people out there would think a journalist coming along and just like spilling that and not letting them announce it. Like, how do you balance that? I mean, it, it, do you feel bad about that at all? Or are you just, I got the scoop. I'm I mean, going to run with it. <clears throat> There's two, I'm in two minds about it because I've got friends at Microsoft and Xbox and the last thing I want to do is A, piss them off and B, ruin, take their announcements away from them. But, the, but that ultimately isn't a factor when it comes to supporting my family because mm. I, got, I got family, people True. who depend on me, especially you know as my parents get older and they're not rich, you know. Um, so I'm I'm constantly like that's always in my mind when I do this is like I've got people who depend on me you know yep. for the in the future and um we're all right we're all right right now but I think coming from a you know a poor family we're not we're not exactly like um we're all right these days but when I was a kid we were it was rough man and I think coming from poverty as a kid kind of does put this sort of pressure on myself and it is from myself it's not from my company or anything to, to leak stuff and deliver it's sort of pressure in my own mind that's like man if i don't stay relevant um i could get laid off because within future who own windows central they don't know where i am <laughs> they don't give a shit all they see is like the the traffic metrics right the orthometrics I often feel like I'm fighting my own company for visibility rather than the wider audience, you know? Um, and again, that's pressure I put on myself, not necessarily the, from the company. You know, I don't get paid extra for leaking stuff yeah. and we don't have, we don't even have traffic quotas. It's not like there's a, there's a traffic quota that I've got to deliver so much traffic every month or I'm in trouble, but I still kind of feel like there's this almost unspoken pressure, you know, um, to, to, it's it's almost like uh, like YouTube, right? You feel like YouTubers and streamers, they often talk about how they feel like they can't take a break because the algorithm will punish them, you know. They'll punish they'll if you if you stop doing the show, for example, for um a month or something, uh YouTube will punish you. And um it's it's like that for any channel. And it's similar for like 
for me um and my relevance within the company like if i ain't delivering major stories on a a sort of regular cadence then i often wonder like how safe is my job going to be you know and yeah. again maybe that's just my imagination maybe it no, is my imagination that makes a lot of sense but, but I've always wondered about that, uh, you know, the journalist perspective when it comes to, you know, unleashing a story like that uh, and not letting the companies do the the, the talking and everything. Uh, and I, I get it, you know, I, I totally get it. But at the same time, um, it sucks for them, sucks for the company. But I don't pie my way. Would you think, but in this situation, though, the fact that Microsoft has been so quiet. I actually really appreciated you dropping that knowledge upon us because I was like, okay, we know now the show is coming. It's the 25th. Sure, it's speculative still. It's it's all rumor mill because until they say it's it, it's happening, but we kind of know. You you got the scoop. Um, you know, I appreciated that uh, because uh, I feel like Microsoft. Let me ask you because I'm not going to put words into your mouth. Do you feel that Microsoft has a uh, problem when it comes to marketing? Man, it's, it's hard to say because everyone perceives their marketing efforts differently. You know, like if you, if you just, if you're someone who just accidentally hasn't managed to see any of their marketing, then you probably would be like, where's the visibility? Where's the visibility? Yeah. But, you know, they, they blanketed New York, uh, New, New York Times, what's it called? Times Square, yeah, they blanketed Times Square. Times Square in Persona Five Xbox Game Pass marketing, which you know I I think like is a good show, you know, and I think like even though we we mock things like the 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 Oreos partnership they announced last Monday, that brings visibility in like every every store in America. Well, not America because I think this is a European promo, but every store in Europe that sells Oreos, they're, they're going to see Xbox now. You know, this stuff works. It works with you know normies and stuff. And one of the things they've got to do with um, Xbox Game Pass is build up the the habit with people to um, you know subscribe to Xbox Game Pass and make it become a habit, like Netflix. You know, Netflix is it's habitual for people now. Spotify is habitual for people now. Xbox Game Pass isn't yet. Because it hasn't had that sort of that silver bullet, which we, you know, they're probably hoping Starfield will be, um, or maybe oh, Redfall. Maybe. maybe Redfall will be a yeah. catalyst of of all this. Yeah, you know, I think Redfall will be a catalyst, but I think Starfield and if they acquire Activision Blizzard, Call of Duty, that's going to be a silver bullet that transforms Xbox Game Pass from a sort of a, a feature of Xbox to a global necessity, like Netflix and stuff like that. And I think setting that groundwork is they're doing a good job but i would also say that maybe a lot of the budget is being pushed towards xbox game pass right now and finding new customers and not necessarily marketing to the core and i think that's where some of the perception comes from that that the marketing is bad because they're not marketing to us and they're not making yeah. things that we care about Like the oreo stuff is is just sort of that's what they're going for and and that's because Microsoft has this, they have an internal metric called new to Xbox, which is uh, like a major metric for them. They're looking for the new Xbox customer, which I think is where a lot of the marketing's going. And it's what gives us this perception that they're not marketing very well because they're not marketing to us. They're not marketing to 
PlayStation core fans necessarily either. So there's this discourse going back and forth. They're marketing to like casuals. Yeah, I, they're trying I, to. I totally can see that. I can see that. But it also gives off the perception when you do market, you know, these Oreos and things like that, that the real doll and things like that. I I understand that they're trying to get some new people over to Xbox. But when you're marketing things like that and you're not marketing the games themselves, that gives people the perception that we're game starved on Xbox. And, 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 And new people coming in, uh, they're going to say, okay, so what am I here for then? Okay, Game Pass. All right, so what's within Game Pass? I don't think they do enough marketing for the games within Game Pass. And 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 I think that is more important than Oreos. I don't know. Or a real doll or whatever it was. I don't know if it was the real doll. I don't, I don't know what kind of doll, but there was a doll involved. There was a doll yeah, there American, for Xbox. American, American doll. doll or something. Or yeah. Real I, doll. <laughs> I just that, that's want, a, yeah. That's a that's a not safe for work doll, isn't it? it I, I don't know, Jess. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, so I heard. I, I don't know either. Yeah, maybe, R- maybe Rand told me about that. Rand oh, told me Rand, about real Rand doll, said it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how would you change? Uh, like, if Jez could be in power, how could what would you do to change up the marketing a bit? If if you would at all, I don't know. Well, if I was in power, I'd make Gears Tactics too, but. I think I'm the only person who wants that game. But mm. what would I do to change up the marketing? I haven't actually, I honestly haven't given this a lot of thought. And I'm not like a marketing expert or anything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, none of us it's, are. It's kind of, yeah, it's none of us are at the end of the day. But we sort, of, we sort of just, you know, do our best to call it as we see it, right? But if I was sort of in charge of this stuff, I think I would be a bit more edgy. I think like. I think Microsoft Microsoft has this sort of softly, softly approach, which I don't think appeals to the core gamer. I think they could that 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 they want to have a very wholesome image, right? And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, I would have more edge if it was me doing it. I I do I'd go in for controversy. I'd go in for like some of their classic Xbox ads from from the original yes. Xbox era, the, the yes. early two thousands. Like, because the gears, that, the some of their old ads generated like buzz, Hype. you know. And Microsoft has done some of these edgy sort of things before. Like when um, one of the my favorite ever Xbox marketing beats was when um, somehow they found out that Sony had a full page ad in the New York Times for Destiny One. And uh, there was this whole thing where Bungie wasn't allowed to mention the fact that Destiny for Xbox existed. So what Microsoft did was they took out a full-page ad on the following page that just said, also on Xbox. Wow. <laughs> they, didn't mention, they didn't mention Bungie. They didn't mention Destiny. It was just an arrow that said, also on Xbox. And I thought that was so cheeky. I want to see more of that. I want to see yeah. more of like, you know, the, generate buzz with with yeah, contrast. Exactly. That's also risky though, because like if you do it and it, it it's cringe or it comes off as like petty, it can backfire, right? But I think with the right marketing agency that really understands, you know, I like that destiny thing. Yeah. Um, I think it could be really good, but that's what I do. 
I'd be, I'd be a little bit more edgy. I mean, you don't even have to poke fun at Sony or anything. Um, you could you could go like um, you know, just like just like that crazy. I always think of that crazy ad where the woman has a baby. Oh, you know that Adam talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I do know that. You're talking about. And then the baby like zooms through the air and gets old. Yep. And yep. then uh, dies. Was that Sega? That must have been a <laughs> Sega commercial. Sega had some crazy yeah. outlandish commercials Stuff back like in the that. day. But they caught yeah. your eye. They definitely did. But no, even going back to the Gears of War, uh, Mad World uh, commercial that was out back in the day, that was amazing. Like, I just want to see them market the games a bit better. That's all. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I think... Um, but yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's... Stuff like that, you know. Um, Life flies by, Flame says. Yeah, like that was a really cool ad, and but it was also controversial because people were like, "Oh my god, the baby's like hurting or gonna gonna explode or something." Um, but I don't know. The baby. I always remember it. I, I remember it from years and years and years. Yeah, I definitely um, do. So if you had the power there, uh, and you were able to take one of their studios that's underneath their umbrella now, and I'll even throw ABK in there as well. You know, Activision and Blizzard, you can use them as well. What studio would you take to make what game? I would take the coalition to make a StarCraft shooter. Mm. I mean, that is the obvious low-hanging fruit. Because StarCraft, StarCraft Space Marines are covered in armor, like the, the COG soldiers. That would be a heavy yeah. third-person shooter, violent as hell, fighting monsters, the Zerg and whatever. You could have like a Protoss sub-story. The game writes itself, man. But I'll tell you what else I'd do. I'd have a, a Call of Duty ODST. I'd get Infinity Ward and I'd make a Call of Duty game that was Halo ODST themed. Mm. So it was it was Call of Duty, but it was also Halo. And it gave it gives you that Call of Duty style gameplay in the Halo universe, you know, I think that'd be huge. I think it'd be massive. And I think people, I think Halo purists would be like, Oh my God, what are you doing? But that's why you do it. ODST. That's why you make it the, sh the, sh the shock troopers. You don't make it master chief. You don't make it the, I like it. You're cutting Everyone's out. got a shield. I hate that. I hate that game plan. I realize it's it's tactical and whatever, and and people love it, but I can't stand it. I like the Call of Duty, uh, you know, tap tap tap, you dead kind of thing. Mr. <laughs> Mr. J said so. Basically, Infinite Warfare. I don't think it was uh, like ODST though. No, I, Infinite. I don't think Infinite Warfare is anything like Call of Duty, but yeah. And chess button. There's something wrong with my internet today. Yeah, yeah. You've, okay. you, you're Sorry you're back that. now. Yeah, you're back now. Let's go ahead and get into the developer direct, though. Um, the 25th, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, I believe. Uh, they will have the their developer direct, direct, a first of its kind, really. Um, and I said this on RDX the other day. Uh, this is essentially a new format for Xbox. So we've not seen them do th something like this. Typically, it's, you know, more Big Show, E3, um, XO. This is a Direct. So this is something akin to what we got with Nintendo Directs. So I expect um, a little less, you know, and, and they even told you basically what they're going to show. Uh, but a lot of people were, are expecting them or want them to show something brand new and big. And 
that's not happening here, right, Jez? Yeah, I. I mean, is there is there room for like a one more thing style announcement and stuff like that? Maybe, yeah. But I also think like if they if they do that, then people will be expecting it every single time. Yeah. I think this is going to be a low key kind of show that focuses on developer stuff and gives us an inside look at how the games are made, um, increased transparency and stuff like that. You know. So I think I think that's how it's going to play out, um, but who knows? You know, ultimately we don't know exactly what their plans are for this. They've been very they've they've been very clear about setting expectations. They've told us exactly what games are going to be there. They've told us a running time, which I believe is forty three minutes, and uh, you know the fact that it's called Developer Direct and the imagery is on a, a whiteboard with Sharpie kind of gives you an idea that it's going to be you know very. Um, a very behind the scenes kind of kind of look at, at yeah. all that stuff. So it's not going to be an E three star thing. No. Um, um, the gameplay we see might even be rough and unfinished, you know. And as long as they're upfront about that, I don't see the problem. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're going to see any blockbuster announcements here, or even a one more thing. Blah blah blah. No. I think Jeff Grubb said he was expecting to see Hi Fi Rush there, which yeah. is supposedly. Yeah the new game from Tango Gameworks. Yep. But it doesn't seem like we are going to be seeing it. Um, but hey, okay. I could be wrong. Maybe right. we do get some secret trailers. Well, what we there. do know that they'll be showing is like Minecraft Legends, Redfall, and Forza Motorsport for sure. Yeah. We do know of those. And 43 Minutes, to be honest, is bigger than and I Elder thought. Scrolls Online as well. Uh, yep, that's true too. I did, but I was expecting more of like a 20 minute show, you know, more of like a state of play type thing. But 43 minutes is a pretty good chunk. Um, I assume we're, we're going to see quite a bit of Redfall. And that's what I'm playing on the screen now, by the way, guys, just, uh, you know, to, to, to show some of the games that they're going to show. I, I just got some different trailers. But um, yeah, so I assume that they'll show quite a bit of Redfall. Because that is right around the corner. I mean, that should be dropping by May, I believe. So yeah. Redfall is really close. So, like, I, I would imagine that that's very ready to show off in detail at this point. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think it, it, it will be uh, dropping by May. I, I guess that's what they said. Uh, somebody said that they, they had postponed it till May or something. That, that it was not ready. Yeah. <clears throat> that supposedly was internally delayed, but they never announced a launch date, so I I don't know if it counts as a delay because they're still hitting their first half of twenty twenty three landing strip or whatever. But yeah, the launch date does seem to be May second. Um, I think uh, I can't remember if I mean me and Rand talked about it being early May, maybe. But um, and then uh, a chap on Twitter, I can't remember his his handle, but he said May second. I think. And uh, yeah, it is May second. I was kind of being vague because I wasn't sure if that was going to be set in stone. But it is a Tuesday, and games typically come out on Tuesday in America for some reason. And why, why do they pick Tuesday? Do you know why? Because they, they always pick Friday in Britain. It's I, always Friday. I prefer Friday, but it seems like Microsoft always chooses Tuesday <clears throat> for some reason for their game launches. Yeah, I, don't know. I I'm not a fan no, no. of that. I'm I'm, I'm not. Um, I, I Tuesday is a weird day. I don't it, know what Tuesday. It really is Tuesday a weird day. Do people um, get paid on a Monday in America? Because we get paid on a Friday in Britain. Most usually. people get paid on Fridays. However, I I 
get paid on Tuesday of all days, which is oh, odd, weird. right? Yeah, really <laughs> odd. But hey, I'll take it whenever I can get it. Biff Rinaldi, thank you very much for the $2. He said, are they going to shadow drop GoldenEye? Jeremy. Ah, uh, man. What do you think? Do you think they are? I don't think they're going to oh, shadow Oh, Jeremy. That's me. Um, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people think I'm, I'm, my real name's Jeremy. It isn't, just for the record, but, you know. Oh, is, is that I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it, Jer- Jeremy. It's a kind of cool name. But, um, <clears throat> but no, uh, I, I don't think they're going to shadow drop anything no. that day. Don't I, hope that, that. I hope they just never release it. Really? Why is that? Don't like the game? Because it would upset Nick from Xbox Hero. <laughs> Because he really was that game, but oh, nah, I, people people are like, oh man, I, Golden Eye's remembering Golden Eye fondly. They're going to be like, probably a little disappointed. I think most people are going to play it for like five minutes and then never touch it again. But who exactly. knows? Maybe maybe I, it'll, it'll be really good. I don't know. And I know they can, re, you know, they'll redo the controls and everything. Hopefully, because the controls were awful. They were awful. I mean, I loved yeah. that game, Jez. Back on the N64, back then, I loved it. I played the hell out of that game. But I went back to it as an adult, and I was like, this is awful. Like, I, no, there's no way. So I, I don't know Do you why. The, the single the single joystick? Yeah, the yeah, that's, that's what I played it on. And I was like, this is Wild, awful. Man. Yeah, yeah. As an adult, after playing, you know, through multiple Call of Duties and everything with the dual sticks, it, it was just, it was a nightmare. Uh, one of the games that they're going to be showing for sure is Forza Motorsport. Um, and it's on the screen right now as well. W- when do you think they'll be dropping this game this year? If you had to guess, what what month do you think they could drop this game in? Honestly, I have no clue about Forza. Um, I mean, this is another game that's supposedly coming in the first half of the year, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it could be anything from March to, to May, really. I mean, you got to presume there's not a huge amount of crossover. Like, I mean, there is crossover, but like, if you're a, if you're a Forza fan, you you probably play Forza before you play anything else. But like, if you're a Redfall fan, like or Starfield fan, if it indeed does launch before June, which I don't think it is, by the way. Yeah. Um, if you are if you are a fan of those games, like maybe you play Starfield first and come back to Forza later, because I don't I don't think like if you play Redfall or Starfield, it's not gonna it's not going to sap away your appetite for playing Forza because they're completely different experiences, right? You might bounce True. between the two. It's not like um, you know you you play like you play a Far Cry and then and it sort of takes away any of your appetite to play any other Ubisoft game because they're all the same game, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, as, and as I for think the they other... could drop Forza anywhere. Yeah, and as for Minecraft Legends, do we have a date on that or not yet? I believe Minecraft Legends is launching in March. Okay. I don't think that's public yet. Uh oh. Yeah, I think scoop right here. Yeah, scoop. March. I think Minecraft, Minecraft Legends, Legends is launching in March. I think. I don't know for sure at the moment, but I'm pretty sure. Like, say eighty percent, seventy-five percent sure it's launching in March. Yeah. I don't know if I don't. Maybe they maybe they've literally just announced that and I've forgotten. But I think it's launching in March. That's what I've. That's what's rattling around in my brain right now. So. Yeah, and of course, the elephant in the room, uh, and we were told about it the day this news broke, not the day it broke, but the day that Microsoft announced that they were having this event, uh, they also had to come out and say, hey, we've got another show later for Starfield. Now, 
Starfield, we all know uh, everybody's been waiting for this game. I've been waiting for this game. I'm excited. And everybody expects this to be out before the end of June because that's the timeline they gave. Pretty much they said they gave a 12-month window last year and said you could expect, expect these games within the next 12 months, and they showed Starfield. Now we're hearing mumblings and rumors behind the scenes. This may not drop by June. Uh, what say you on this, man? I haven't got anything concrete. I mean, I've seen, I've heard the rumors and stuff that it's, it's supposedly slipped past June. Um, I think it slipped past June purely based on pessimism. Um, but not, not pessimism really, actually. It's just this idea that it has to be polished and it has to be perfect. And it's a massive, massive game. And I think Microsoft will be willing to delay it because they'll be like, well, we want this to launch in as good a state as possible, as as complete as possible, and really book this trend of like launching games and fi- finishing them later. Because like, how many AAA games these days launch unfinished and get patched later? You know, it's almost oh, I hate it. They're, they're training us to not buy games at launch. Yes, and buy them later when they're they're patched up, and also they're on sale. You know, mm-hmm. so I really think if. If Starfield is a symbol of Microsoft turning the corner with its first party output, it has to be as close to perfect as possible. It's never going to be perfect. It's a creation engine game. It's going to be, you know, absolutely massive. And there's going to be like thousands of quests and there's going to be issues. There's going to be, there's going to be weird situations where, um, you know, it's a Bethesda game, Jez. It's a Bethesda game. It's going to have its bugs. It's it's bug Thesda. So, but it's their, their games are buggy because they're so complex, you know. Yeah. Like, no other studio even comes close to what Bethesda does in terms of complexity. So, it's kind of like the bugs are inevitable, but I suppose it's just the the, the volume of bugs. I suppose, like, that they, they did improve things. Like, even if you, you look between Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, which I guess was Obsidian, but still, Fallout New Vegas was the buggiest game I ever played at launch in my entire life. I remember going into a, into a yeah. building and there was just no floor. And I just, I walked through the door and then just fell down and died. Like, <laughs> I was like, my God, this game is bugging. Crashing and all that kind of stuff, you know. But um, uh, Skyrim, I felt like launched in a much better state than Fallout 3 did. And then Fallout 4 launched in a better state than Skyrim did. So maybe they've got like a better, a better process for this stuff. But then Fallout 76... Oh, it was well, a nightmare. I, I was don't a nightmare. even consider Fallout 76. It's not even in my vocabulary because yeah. I will not play that game. It's it's an online game, one, and I'm more of a single-player type of guy. Um, I love Bethesda single-player RPGs. So when they announced Fallout uh, 76, I was not <laughs> excited at all. I, I didn't care. So that game could stay a mess. I, I wouldn't care. Um Legendary Drops in the chat says that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is just now getting fixed. That's how bad it's been. So Yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's I don't crazy. know what I don't know yeah, why don't it's like, like that, that these days. Because it's not like well I don't feel like the, the graphics or complexity of games have really leapt that much from the Xbox One generation or it doesn't seem that way. It it why honestly is it kind of so hard to launch polish these days. It kind of seems like the developers have gotten themselves trained to to be like, okay, we can fix this, you know, or maybe it's the fact that 
things don't get done on the time that they, by the time that they're supposed to be done. The publishers still push, hey, we need this out there. And then you got them saying, don't worry, we'll, we'll put out a day one patch or a day seven patch or a day 30 patch, well, you know. I, I suppose know. like we, happens. I, we've probably trained them as consumers, really, because we still buy the games. We still buy them. And they're like, well, there's no downside to launch in, in this state. Because back in the day, right, Microsoft used to charge thousands of dollars to update your game. Back in the day when like server servers and, and the cloud wasn't wasn't as cheap as it is now, they used to charge developers to push those updates through. So some games just never got patched. So it was really important to launch them polished, you know. Oh definitely. Um, but, but nowadays it's free. It's free to update your games. So the and publishers are just like, well, people pre order and people buy it anyway. So it doesn't matter if we, we launch it buggy or whatever, because they'll buy they'll buy anything we ship. But um oh, yeah. Hopefully Microsoft books that trend with with Starfield, well, and I don't care. I don't care if it gets delayed. Well, have you Make heard? Have you heard from anybody personally, or I I can't ask you that. But um, have you heard the stories out there that there's playtesters behind the scenes playing Starfield and saying that even the ones that are skeptical are saying that they have exceeded their expectations with this game. Yeah, I've I've spoken to some some playtesters on the game and. Um, See, this is like this is one thing that like I don't want to. This is the kind of thing that I wouldn't leak. I don't think like um, I don't think sharing the name of a game or a code name or you know dropping some very very accurate marketing beats a couple of days before announcement. I don't I don't think that spoils things for for gamers. But I kind of feel like if you if you sort of like you know like I've got avowed gameplay for example. I kind of feel like that spoils mm, that spoils it for consumers for me. So um, some of the stuff I've heard about Starfield is you know spectacular, and I just like as a fan of you know like yourself as a fan of Todd Howard single player action RPGs. I'm extremely extremely excited, which is why I'd rather they launch it in as polished a state as they humanly can. You yeah. know, no, that makes sense. It's like. <clears throat> Because bugs, bugs would put a a downer on it, you know. When they yeah. when they've made everything else so perfect and flawless, and then like if if you get if you come across game breaking quests and stuff like that, then that'd be really depressing. I remember, I remember back in the day going through The Witcher Two, and there's there's a quest in the middle of The Witcher Two where if you do it in a a certain order, you break the whole game, <laughs> and I managed to do that um, twice. Wow. You know, I, I started the whole game over again because I was like, well, okay, this time I'll save it. You know, I'll do multiple saves because I only had one save file the first time. This time I did multiple save files and I hit the same bug again the second time through. And then, like, I, I found out about it and looked online how to do it without hitting that bug. But something in my play style made me hit that bug. And I remember in Skyrim, I had game breaking bugs in a couple of quests. There was a quest in. Um, I can't remember the place now, but it was that it was that city that was sort of built into the cliff. I oh yeah, name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the name a... of it, but I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, you didn't need that quest to finish the game, but there's there's a, there's a way to hard lock that quest. And on PC, yeah, you can do a console command or, or download a mod that will fix it, but can't do that on console. So yeah. it needs to be it needs to be as close to polished as possible. If if I could compile. All the hours that I put into Bethesda RPGs, it would be insane. 
We're we're, t- yeah. we're talking well over a thousand hours. Same. It's I um I, I put in entirely way too much time in these games, even for Fallout Four, which I mean, arguably wasn't the best Fallout at all, and it was probably the it was probably the worst. Um, but I still enjoyed my time with it. Really yeah, liked the game. So yeah. I I I, ju- I have not disliked a Bethesda single player RPG yet. And and that is yeah. why that's part of the reason why I'm so excited for Starfield. That coupled with the fact that this is a sci-fi RPG, we're going to space, we're doing things up there with the Bethesda f- formula. It's to me this is what sets it apart from other games like Star Citizen or you know uh, No Man's Sky, things like that. This this is what sets it apart. Bethesda RPG. That's what sets it apart. I, yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited for the game. I believe, well, first I'll ask you, when do you think will be or could be a launch month for Starfield? I had to guess. I yeah. would think, honestly, and this is based on nothing. This isn't a leak. This is just my pessimism. Yeah. Um, I I would think maybe September, October, um, personally, for Starfield at this point. I think... Um, it needs to launch as polished as possible. Uh, it needs they need to go over everything with a fine tooth comb and really make sure it lives up to everyone's expectations and stuff like that. They're testing the hell out of it, and maybe they'll maybe they'll get it there before September October. I hope they do because I want to play it as soon as possible. But yeah, um, we'll see. We'll I think see. it's going to be September myself. I, I think they're going to push it back till September. Not only because of the polishing and everything, I also think that. They've got to give their games time to breathe. They've got what people don't realize is this year, they've got so many games coming to game pass and I'm not talking just first party, but third party as well. There's, there's a big, huge lineup that we heard about within just the first six months alone. I mean, we're about to get uh, atomic heart dropped on us. Uh, I can't wait for that game. Um, there's so many games coming to the platform that I'm like, how are they going to space these out? It doesn't make sense if they're to launch for Forza Mo- Motorsport, and then maybe a month later, Redfall, and then what, a month later after that, Starfield? I don't think so. I don't think that's how it works. It's We've got to think about the business side of it as well. We're gamers, yes. I don't care about their business or whatever, and I want all my games when I want them, but that's just not how it works. You sometimes have to put your mindset into that mindset of a businessman. And it just doesn't make sense to just launch this game, launch this game every month, every month, brand new game. It just, I don't know. How, how do you see it, Jazz? Sorry, can you repeat that last one? So I go, I well, go no, 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 no. Basically, oh, oh, basically, you know, them releasing games, uh, they have to space their games out, right? I mean, yeah. you can't just launch say, you know, Forza Motorsport. Then a month later, you're launching Redfall. Month after that, Starfield. It just doesn't work like that. No, I don't know. Yeah. I, and a lot of people are like, I don't care. I want all the games right now. And it's like, that's not how it works. And they know I people mean, will play some games in favor of, you know, over some other game because it's just better. And some games will get overshadowed. Honestly, it's it's even harder for a platform holder because in some instances you don't want to step on your your third party toes either. 
Yes, no, that too. You don't you, like you. Not only do you want to launch games in you know for your internal games, but also like you don't want to launch Starfield up against any other specific title from you know one of your your colleague teams from EA or, or Ubisoft because Starfield's going to bury everything when it launches, in my in my opinion. So. Um, yeah, you know, you don't, you don't, you could, you could kill an Assassin's Creed, or you could kill a Far Cry with with Starfield. You could kill like you could kill a Redfall with Starfield. <laughs> it, it, exactly, so, and that's yeah, one of the main points be, where I yeah. could see them doing this developer direct without Starfield there, because let's face it, it would overshadow Redfall. It would overshadow yeah. anything at that show yeah. for most people. It just would. Yeah. Um, so I and the fact that it's such a big game, it needs its own deep dive again. Um, we need to see more of that on its own. So it makes sense to have its own thing. I, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm looking at some of the footage that I put up and uh, flying around in space in the spaceship that I cr create. It's just, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about Fallout 4, Jez, is the fact that they were, you were able to mod stuff and create your bases and things. And we'll be yeah. able to do that here in Starfield. Yes. It's 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 just so exciting for me. Moon bases, build your own spaceships, colonize entire planets, dude. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be, it's gonna be special, man. It's, it's gonna it's, be. Yeah. I just need to know the release or the release date so I can plan accordingly. I need to take a week off to play this game, and it's gonna take me a lot longer than a week to beat it or anything. I just want that much time to sink into the game just to get into it. I I can't wait. Um, but. As you heard, we don't have any concrete info here. A lot of people in their chat are stating, oh, they think it'll be out before E3. I wish it was. I wish. But I'm really starting to think that it's September. I don't know. Just that month for me, I just feel like it's it's going to drop then. March, no way, Mav. Fun speculation said March. There's no way. It's not dropping in March. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Obsidian and Avowed real quick. Now you say, um, I heard you earlier say that you had gameplay or you saw gameplay of Avowed. Um, there's rumors swirling that there may be a co-op mode in Avowed. Have you heard yeah, anything on this? I think, I think I might have talked about it on Xbox two a long time ago. Um, I met, yeah, in fact I did mention it on Xbox two and, um, what I, what I said was I wasn't sure if it was still in the game or not. Um, I'd heard oh. that they'd. The, I heard about co-op in the context of they were talking about how because um, I think it was Jason Schreier who put out there that Avowed had had some kind of reboot, right? And I think he saw the same presentation that I did um, potentially or he'd heard about it secondhand or something. But um, Avowed had this sort of they were in this situation where they were trying to do too much. And one of, one of the things they talked about as an example of trying to do too much was trying to include co-op. But they didn't explicitly say whether they'd removed it as a result of trying to do too much or whether they kept it in or not. So I don't know if Avowed has co-op at this point. Uh, it's been a while since I've heard anything about the game. But I do know it was planned to have co-op at some point. And, you know, the sort of the inference was that potentially they'd removed it because it was going to be too much. But it's also a game that kind of makes sense for co-op. It's sort of like hub-based, hub similar. From what I understand, it is hub-based, kind of like the Outer Worlds, where it's like these large maps with interior locations 
separated by loading screens rather than a continuous open world like uh i don't know so more like kind of like dungeon crawlers too basically yeah going, kind of i yeah. mean this this is pillars of, it's a pillars of eternity game yeah. at the end of the day and um and pillars of eternity is heavily inspired by dungeons and dragons and you know what what is dungeons and dragons it's a co-op game it's the ultimate co-op game so like wow. if you are really going into that if you are getting deep into that D D kind of tradition co-op is the obvious thing that you want to include like divinity original sins got co-op um and a bunch of other those similar crpg kind of dnd inspired uh isometric rpgs do have co-op these days it sounds a bit mmo-ish you know Um, yeah i mean it's um i mean it's not going to be mmo-ish because like i say it's it's not going to have this sort of massive continuous world and i doubt it'd have dedicated servers i think to be a true Mm. mmo you need to have dedicated servers but i think it's going to be pretty close to that dnd experience maybe if it does have co-op but honestly i don't know if it does at the minute yeah um i think it'd be cool if it did but you know i think either way you know it's probably gonna have party members i would presume ai party members if not like uh like the outer worlds had ai party members but maybe you can get a friend to control those ai party members i don't know Glowing Eagle, thank you for the uh, super chat here. He says, can you ask Jez if it's possible if Avowed releases in late 2023? Yeah, it's very possible. I think it's very, very possible. Really? In fact, I've got a 10 late 2023. Really? I, I, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, what, what do you consider to be late 2023? Like, I'm oh, thinking holiday. any time Holiday, matters. yeah. Oh, holiday 2023. I think, yeah, I think it's possible. I think that's possible too. I mean, I, I, if I had to guess, I would say it's quarter three. It's going to come out oh, towards okay. the end of the summer or the start of the fall, if I had to guess. But I think it could go all the way to holiday. Like, I, it needs to we be. We haven't seen anything uh, really from it, though. So if it was to come out this year, I mean, I, uh, I, I'd find that kind of not believable because it's, we haven't seen anything. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, I'd, I, I, look, we, we all we saw was that one picture that was supposedly leaked or something, and and that was it. And that little CGI trailer with the oh, hand doing symbols. Avowed, I, avowed. I about Starfield. No, here. sorry, avowed. Yeah, avowed. Okay, all right, avowed. Yeah. I don't think avowed launches this year. Yeah, no. I don't think so either. Yeah. No, I think I think I think avowed, avowed is a twenty twenty four headliner. I would yeah. say. Yeah, I think it's twenty twenty four. Yeah, My sorry, guess is I, holiday I completely misheard that. No, no, he was asking about Avowed. Um, yeah, I saved that for the, hopefully he's still here. Um, Risk It, uh, Risk It says that uh, Starfield drops first half of this year 100%. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. We don't know. We don't know. Jez doesn't know. Um, Jez, one more uh, topic here that, people want to talk about here is Ubisoft real quick. Ubisoft's going through some problems. They canceled three unannounced games and uh, they have delayed yet again, their highly anticipated skull and bones. I know everybody's waiting for it. Everybody in this chat has been on pins and needles waiting for this game. Uh, What's going on with Ubisoft? Ubisoft are sort of like, a product of horrible, horrible management. 
and like, I'm so, I'm not talking about like middle management. I'm talking from the top down setting strategy. They've oversaturated their own franchises. The lack of creativity, the lack of risk taking, the lack of investment in their risk taking as well. You know, and Skull and Bones was supposed to be a game that broke the mold for them a little bit. You know, went a little bit further afield. Um, from the Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. And they just, they trend chased all of their franchises into homogeny. You know, Far Cry plays like Ghost Recon plays like Assassin's Creed. They all play the same these days. And they all, their, their writing all has the same tropes. Like, I swear down, like I was playing Ghost Recon and it's like the enemies have the same, like the villains have the same motivations as they're doing Watch Dogs Legion, as they're doing what Assassin's Creed. I'm like, my God, this is like video games designed by committee or, or by mm-hmm. fa- assembly, factory assembly line. There's like yeah. no soul here. There's no soul. And I just got so tired. Like after after reviewing, I, went, I reviewed Watch Dogs Legion straight into Far Cry 6 and and I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with Ubisoft's games, and I haven't. I haven't touched one since. Like I, I so burned out on them. It's it's unreal. And I, I think a lot of other people feel that way them, as well. Yeah, a lot of them are the same. Um, I do love the Assassin's Creeds, though. I even liked Valhalla. I I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I I play all those games, but with Legions, I couldn't do it, man. I thought it was boring. I I did not care for that game. I I stopped. They the, started the, the, it and stopped it. And and when they added um they added ray tracing to it, it broke the game. Did well, it? I was I was yeah. I mean I was well. I say broke the game. It was still playable, but it just looked horrible. It looked absolutely hideous, and you couldn't turn it off. I don't know if they've changed that now, but when they wow. implemented ray tracing, it, it it took the game from being fairly pretty to being this pixelated mess. Uh, like the it was just horribly implemented. And I was just like, I can't play this anymore. It looks awful, but. Well, driving, and I should have liked that because he's saying Brun. Yeah, driving in <laughs> your uh, in your streets out there was not not good. Uh, those streets are way too narrow. I'm sorry, they're way too narrow. Oh I, yeah, I well they're designed it. for horse and car, man. Come on. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to drive a car through there. You know, at 60 miles an hour, let alone 100 or whatever. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I don't, there's like um, there's, in my in my in my town. There's like. There's like a there's a single road which connects um, sort of uh, the the town center to the the sort of big ring road we call them which sort of circles the whole city which takes you out to the freeway right yeah and there's like a single really narrow road going in one direction to uh, to the ring road out of town so like you could either take the bigger road but it goes in the opposite direction so if you are if you are going in that one direction you you your only option is to logically use this road and it was it's so narrow man it's like oh man i I don't know what it would be in feet but it's it's like um basically it's it's just about wide enough for two regular small cars to go side by side but you had like buses trying to go there you had like 16 wheeler articulated lorries trying to crawl down this tiny little street and there's also houses on the street right so people park their cars there in residential and they have to park them on the sidewalk because otherwise the buses can't get through and it was just hilarious man it was so funny but like britain's full of those tiny ass roads man yeah. Like they've made it one way now, so like oh, you can only drive your your bus or your articulated lorry one one direction. But um, 
There's so many accidents on the road because of how narrow it was. There you yeah. go. Some well, some, some tran- tr- transport tangent for you there. Yeah, Ubisoft got it. <laughs> yeah, they got it right though. You know, they got it, they right. Got it right. The London looked amazing. They got yeah. that the layout right, but it's, um, yeah. the, uh, the but I agree with you. Well. And, and you think it, it's? I mean, it's just it's funny because it wasn't that long ago. It seemed like that they were fighting off a takeover, and now. They're like, uh, yeah, guys, uh, the president's like, what are we going to do? It's all up to you guys, pretty much. And, you know, I think that at this point, they'd probably hope to get bought. I mean, uh, Jeff Grubb said on Twitter that Ubisoft had shopped itself around and nobody nobody wanted them at the valuation <laughs> they were offering. Wow. And it's, it's no surprise. It's like, what have they got? What do they have? They've got Rambo Six Siege, which is in decline. And Call of Duty completely had that game's launch. They've got uh, a bunch of dead service games, like the Division 2. They've completely mismanaged the Division 2. They cancelled it way too early instead of trying to save it and fix it up. They got For Honor, which they, to their credit, they still support for some reason. Um, which It's got a small but dedicated fan base. But again, it's it's really small. Like That game is super hardcore and it's impossible to access because the, the people that do play it are so insane now. <laughs> like you just like, if you're a newcomer, it's like, man, I just get absolutely destroyed. But what else do they have? They've got like Assassin's Creed, which everyone's yeah. tired of. They've got the Tom Clancy license, which they've abused and applied to franchises where it doesn't make any sense. And, and they won't bring back Splinter Cell for Rand. Yeah, they, they, they don't want to make the games people are asking for. Yep. you got Beyond Good and Evil 2, which has been in development hell for a record amount of time. I think that's like is the that longest still game in development. In is it still in development? Supposedly, supposedly I, still in development. I thought that they canceled it, honestly, because I haven't heard about this know. game for years. They probably should cancel it, but apparently it's still in development. Um, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, Riskit the, the, says the they have Splinter Cell in development. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I that's know. the rumor. They've got Splinter Cell remake in development, but they've, got, they've also got yeah. Prince of Persia remake in development. Remake. Where the hell is that? Yeah, remakes. It's nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. You know, that that's another thing that I see in the gaming industry today is we're seeing a lot of remakes a lot of remakes and it's like oh. where is the vision to create something brand new like give us something it's in the new scene. It, it, it's in the you're right scene. it is it is um and because indies indies don't feel the need to trend chase you know they're, they're like facts the, the state the stakes are lower they don't have shareholders stealing their profits so it's kind of like we can do whatever we want and sometimes you know there's a lot of trash out there but when when things hit they hit so damn hard like vampire survivors my god that yeah. game absolutely blew up and it's such a simple idea you know it's such a simple idea and the 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 perfect example of flawless execution you know absolutely flawless execution um pure video game pure video game and guys, it's the indie scene that's driving a lot of that innovation in case you guys saw me i was i was worried i almost dropped my whole monitor it, it fell backwards just now but <laughs> I was able to catch it. Um, But no, you know, Ubisoft is just in a mess. Um, Maybe Xbox can pick them up on the cheap after the ABK deal goes through. Oh, please no. You know. What a waste of money. What a waste of money. (laughs) If they can get them really cheap. I'm talking like maybe 25 cents, you know, maybe a dollar. (laughs) Just throw it to 25 cents a share. Yeah, I, I pretty much would like to see that, you know, them, you know, make a good Assassin's Creed and, 
you know, just good games again. Ubisoft was, is, is a great developer or was a great developer. I, I liked a lot of their games. They've so. got so much great technical expertise and they do execute a lot of things really well. Like combat mechanics are great. Character graphics, amazing, you know, and design really good. But it's just that what they lack for is um, yeah. creative direction, I think. And I, I can't help but feel like a lot of that's coming down from the top. It's just like make another Assassin's Creed exactly like the other one, maybe add a couple of extra features, you know. And there's just like a complete lack of passion in, in the way that's delivered, you know. You know, it's hilarious. Um, we were speaking on this a little earlier when we were talking about how games are patched later. And there was a Ubisoft game. It was Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, when it dropped. Mm. Did you know when that, that day one, before the patch came, the first patch hit, uh, we were playing the game, and I, and I swear to you, me and Dealer and, and other guys were talking about it in party chat. We're like, why don't the bears have fur? Like they were, it looked like they had no <laughs> texture, none. Oh yeah, and it didn't have texture until the patch came out, which was like a day later or something. I, I, I just kept like walking up to the bears, going, "What is going on here? There's, there's just no textures. There's no fur." Naked bears running everywhere. Yeah, it was it was really weird. But again, it's just the, that thing where you know they they decide to release it and patch it later. Uh, Legendary yeah. drops. Thank you for the super chat. He says Xbox needs to get their own first party studios under control before buying anyone else. True. Is is the, okay. So I agree with that. we just heard recently that. Mike Brown left Playground Games to start Maverick Studios, his own little thing. Um, but he's kind of saying that he's still working with the team at Playground as well or something. I don't know. It's like, it's weird. Like, I, I don't know the dynamic there. Like, what what is going on? Is Mike Brown completely left or is he kind of one foot in, one foot out? I honestly don't know. I haven't looked into this too much myself at the minute. Um, but... It just seems like, um, you know, the, this is the thing about the video game industry and it's something regulators don't seem to understand. You can just take a small team and make something really special that makes a lot of money because it's so easy to get your game out there these days. It's not like, you know, it's not like if you want to make a book, you have to go for a publisher. It's not like if you want to become a big, your big, uh, a big musician or something usually you have to go through a record label because mm -hmm. you can't get your you can't get the eyeballs on your content anywhere near the same rapidity as you can on steam you know it only takes like one twitch random youtuber like markiplier or something to find your random indie game and absolutely blow it the f up on twitch and stuff like that. It's what happened to Among Us. It's what happened to all these other games. The only thing you need is a great idea and the right, the, a single influencer to really blow it up. You know, it's yeah. not like books. It's not like movies. It's not like music, you know. Um, and, uh, and that's why, like, I think creative people, artists and, and stuff like that, they probably, I mean, I know I do, um, get tired of doing the same thing over and over again you know oh for um, sure i can understand that would I, say, he, I say well having ten thousand hours played in world of warcraft but, i mean he's but um, i mean he's been working on the horizon <laughs> games for how many years and he's probably like i'm yeah. tired of racers you know i want to go on to something else yeah i, I want yeah, to build something no doubt. i've been thinking about and um 
Microsoft was probably just like, you know, we need Forza Horizon because it's 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 a big it's one of our only performing franchises these days. So I can't I can't imagine if Microsoft was just like, well, maybe you could work on Fable or something. And he's like, well, no, I want to make something new. Like you've let Josh you left Josh Sawyer go off and make Pentiment. Why can't I take a team of ten people and make something like Pentiment? And yeah. um, you, you don't know thinking. if like. You don't know what the conversations were like behind the scenes. Maybe Microsoft was like, "Yeah, you can do that," or and and uh, and then they were like, "Yeah, but you we can you can do that, but we want to own it or something." And the guy was like, "Well, why should I? I should just own it myself and just make it myself." You know, maybe he just wants the challenge of building a studio again, because like um, like Rand said on um, on Xbox Two this week, which I didn't know, was Playground was originally made of a team that broke away from Codemasters. You know. They were like, well, Codemasters aren't doing things properly or something, so we think we can do it a better way. Let's go off and make Forza, and, and, they, and they did, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, creative people, or there's always going to be a contention between the business aspect of the company and the creative aspect of the company. And if you are, I presume, people high up at, Play, I mean, I don't know this for sure, and this is pure speculation, but I presume he he, he might have been a shareholder in Playground Games, and maybe he, he's got the capital now to make his own studio from the acquisition. I don't know. But that, of, that often happens, too. Like, uh, a studio will get acquired, and then the, the people at the top who have the shares, they get they get a lot of capital, you know, and they don't want to... They don't want to buy a massive mansion or a golden yacht. They want to. They want to reinvest that money and, and keep keep creating and keep being artists. Yeah. You know, so a lot of them go off and make studios from from firms that get acquired. I wouldn't be surprised if we see we see more of this kind of thing through Microsoft acquisitions. And that's always a risk when you acquire. You know, and you throw yeah. a lot of money at the people who own those studios. They're gonna go. They might go off and make their own studios. We've seen this happen at Blizzard. Um, basically the entire starcraft team left and they're, they're building their own starcraft now i can't remember the name of the studio off the top of my head but a lot of the starcraft team are, are basically building building their own starcraft now um yeah, yeah. because at times, there's, there's, there's capital out there for for studios yeah and plus as a developer you might be with a team that just becomes a machine to make one game over and over every year every yeah. two years whatever we, the case may be yeah, so so I, I get it, but when I saw that Mike Brown left Playground, I was like, oh no, here go here comes the fanboys, you know, with the rhetoric about the sky's falling at Xbox, you know, they have a mass exodus of, you know, developers leaving. That's the kind of stuff they would have you believe anyway, uh, just to talk crap on Twitter and stuff. But it's, I, I don't think this is a, a case of, you know, he wasn't happy and he's leaving. I, I think he just wants to build a different game. I, I, I think that's truly what it is. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's anything nefarious here. I think it's just a case of well, I want to do something new. Like we all we all get yeah. that feeling, right? Yep. And like if if I if I was like actually smart and actually talented, I'd I'd do the same. But unfortunately, I'm not. So uh, <laughs> stay here forever. Radimus Cisco, thank you very much for being a 14 month subscriber here. Uh, he says maybe Ubisoft games could be better under Game Pass. Well, they would Maybe. definitely get played more. They'd have more interaction for sure. Uh, risk it for the biscuit. Thank you very much for the Australian seven ninety nine, which is like five million dollars here in the U.S. Um, uh, he says Xbox will not go after another huge acquisition. 
If they did, it would not be Ubisoft. It's an extremely inefficient company to manage that mess. Yeah. Well, they've got a, a, enough to manage underneath their own. Um, have you heard anything about uh, Perfect Dark? That's another game that we haven't heard much about. No, not, not a shred. I know that certain affinity was contributing. Um, that's the last thing I heard about it. Okay. But honestly, no, not really. Because people are looking forward to that. They're looking forward to Hellblade 2. A lot of people are speculating that Hellblade 2 will come out at the end of this year. Do you, yeah, do you see that I honestly don't know about that. Don't no, know about Hellblade that. 2? Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's been the show. Um, thank you very much for your time, Jez Corden. Window Central uh xbox 2 fame as well xbox 2 is blowing up it's massive you and rand are doing your thing over there and it's good to see man it's good to see community members just blowing up like that uh let everybody know where they can find you yeah you can find me on twitter at jez corden j-z-c-o-r-d-e-n and then on uh, randall thor 19's youtube channel on the xbox 2 podcast or patreon.com forward slash xb2 and a bunch of other places. Uh, oh, and windowcentral.com, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, windowcentral.com. I have the link in the description below. So, yeah, you can find them there as well. And until next time, guys, game on. <laughs>